0: Welcome back to Wrestling Around, where this week we are going back 30 years, and it seems weird to say that, because we're back to 1990. This is the first ever Wrestling Around show, where none of us were even <laughs> alive at the, <laughs> at the time of the pay-per-view. Joining me, before he starts breaking everything, is the world-famous Two Peters. Tay Peters, how are we
2: doing? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, all good here. Nice to be, to look back 30 years. Lou, what's it like to almost be 30? Uh, fuck off, Peters. <laughs>
3: and you've probably heard from his dulcet tones, we've
0: got um, the almost 30 year old Lou Markham. Lou, um, a bit of a strange week for
3: you. I believe you had a case of the Terry Peters and was attacked by a flying winged insect. Uh, it was a, a hornet. Um, I've, I've obviously, the lockdown's been kind of lessened now, so I went out to the park. Were you alert? Um, I stayed alert the entire time. I was so alert. Possibly too alert. Anything. Not, not, not like, alert enough for a but not alert enough for the I was I was I was so alert of the virus coming towards me that I just completely missed the the bloody hornet. But yeah, no, it's been an interesting week. I had a bit uh, of trouble with the old Meltzer and the boys um, <laughs> last night as well. So that was <clears throat> that was interesting. But they're all w to wrestling around now, so welcome, everyone. Welcome guys, <laughs> if you're a fan of Dave Meltzer as well, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know, welcome welcome, fans of Kenta Kobashi to, <laughs> to the rest of the podcast. Um, no, you know, you know Kenta Kabashi had a great career. Like, obviously, he didn't quite hit the heights of um, as we thought he would when he was Hideo Itami. Um, <laughs> oh, no, come on. <laughs> right. 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 Come on.
2: Right. You're just <laughs> a troll. Right? You are a professional <laughs> troll.
0: <What? laughs> oh, right. Enough of that. We've already annoyed the internet enough. <laughs> no, hang on. He has. Yeah. Before we get going, he has. But if you do like um, to wind up Dave Meltzer, then by all means follow us at Around on Twitter. <laughs> W-R-E-S around. WCW,
3: 1990. Lou, what did we think? Uh, well, you know how we promised this a long time ago and we can't break a promise to the the wrestling around audience, the loyal, wrestling around audience. That is um,
0: um, the wrestling around motto: is we will never break a promise. So, yeah,
3: I I think we need to we need to change that motto. We I, I watched this show. You know there was there was two minutes of Robocop, <laughs> hilarious stuff. But other than that, it was the 1990s on it. It was you know very much a product of its time.
4: Terry Peters
3: as
0: um, a WCW critic. What were your initial thoughts on on 1990
2: WCW? Bit your jaws up, lads, off the floor, because I thought it was all right. So a
0: complete, all right. a complete reversal yeah. So the WCW fan didn't like it, and the WCW critic
3: thought it was all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to point out that now, this isn't the, the same WCW. This is the... actually still Southern wrestling promotion. It's more NWA, isn't it? It's, not, WA, isn't it? it's, it's not Bischoff's... Uh, Bischoff probably wasn't here at this time, or he was like a, the backstage announcer or something. He wasn't on the show. Was he, was he probably uh, trying to
2: sell a broom to an intimate man at this
0: point?
3: Yeah, different different world. Different
0: world, <laughs> this one. Right. This is Capital Combat 1990. And you know what, right? We do enough shenanigans at the start of shows. <laughs> so let's just get straight into it. Capital Combat 1990. It was on May 19th, 1990, at the DC Armory in Washington, DC. Crowd of 7,500 people. Not quite a sellout, I don't think. It does all 10,000, but I'm not sure if that's with the wrestling setup in it. That's probably just the arena itself. But a bit of a, a shambolic start because before the show even starts, there was a printing error on the tickets. So all the tickets said starts at 8pm. The show actually started at 7 <laughs> so that's why when you watch it back, like the first two or three matches, there's barely anybody in the crowd. <laughs> the thing is
2: that uh, if there was a print in there, you'd rather be an hour early, wouldn't you, than an hour late. That is incredibly annoying. Well, when they released this
0: on, on video, because yes, it is that old, they cut the first three matches and you couldn't watch them again until it was released on the network in 2014. Really? So I, don't, I don't know if I had anything to do with it. In oh, generally,
2: yeah. the, one of those first three matches, my first. My favorite match of the, uh, the the show as well. Yeah, I wish I'd wish watched the video version. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
0: we'll, we'll we'll go through it because we watched them all. A bit of a a low key start, introduced by Tony Schiavone, who wasn't on commentary. He was sort of the the Michael Cole of the uh, <laughs> of the commentary wow. team. was. That's going to annoy the internet fans, isn't it? Sorry, sorry, internet again. <laughs> Do you know what? I thought we started this week without doing any apologies <laughs> after the past I, two. But... I'd to apologise for. <laughs> it's all fell apart again. Yeah, we've got Tony Shivani just in a, a pretty sharp tuxedo. He's going to be the interviewer, back, not backstage, because he's in the arena, but he's like an the anchor, interviewer.
3: Yeah, and then we go on to the. Uh... It's the guest house. It's the it's the Kim Kardashian. uh the Snooky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Bob, ba- the Bob Barker. Barker.
0: Who was, was that guy who called it? Summer Show or something? Huh? Summer Fest. was, uh, that was uh... Jeremy
3: Piven. Jeremy Piven.
0: <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, but right <laughs> on to God commentary. That's a shite one, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Uh, we've got JR, Jim Ross on WCW and Bob Coddle who I actually liked. I actually like both of these two. Okay. But one criticism
3: with JR is though, stop telling me how much people weigh how big they are. No, no, I've got a bigger criticism for JR. And obviously, you know, if you go back on my Twitter and you go back a long way, I mean, me and JR are close personal friends now. So, I mean, no ill will. No, he's got one of the good guys now. When I say this, but... Jim Ross is also your brother, is <laughs> No.
2: I mean, Jim Ross.
3: <laughs> I'm all different parents, huh? <laughs> It's probably Jim. He's probably older than <laughs> old parents.
4: <laughs> <She's>
3: three peers. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was starting Yeah. Anyway, like, basically, to the point, I don't care what he did at school.
4: That's yeah, what that,
3: I mean. that was, Yeah. Especially with people... like oh, it no, has got, <laughs> got a degree in tourism or everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I
2: don't care, Steiner Brothers, wasn't it? Sort of took a shine off the Steiner Brothers by saying what they did and what they were going to do.
3: Yeah. I get, well, I get
0: Steiner Brothers because it's wrestling, but like. Ron Simmons or Undertaker, well, Mark Callis is on this. So Mark Callis is a basketball player. And how good he was at basketball! He just told me, well, he wasn't that good at basketball because no one picked him up for basketball.
4: Yeah, okay.
0: No well, Simmons, Simmons, yeah, you're right. You did all this in football. And Brian Pillman, yeah, well done. You was all star, whatever they call, all American. But you weren't that good, was you? Because you'd be playing in the NFL. Whoa, whoa! whoa. Ron
4: Simmons is a
3: college football Hall of fame, isn't it? Cool. My, why did he not carry on then if he was that good? Oh, it's, just, it's, it's, it's different, isn't it? This NFL game is different to the college game. That's why some people don't make it like uh, Tinti Bell.
2: My point about the Steiner brothers was it was going on about how they both want were going to train to become school teachers. That doesn't make them sound as
3: intimidating. No, no, it as doesn't. What, as what they actually are when you look at them. I assumed that Scott Steiner was doing math. Please tell me he doing math, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> It, right, you say
0: that. his maths always adds up, so he'd be a good maths yes. teacher. Yes. <laughs> the maths actually does work yes. out. There was another guy on here who was on the paper who was not that good at maths either, Sid Vicious. He was, um, I'm half the man you are, or I've
2: got half yeah. the brain or something <laughs> I'm half the man that you are, and I've got half the brain that you have, or something like that. <laughs> Looking very sharp in his tuxedo, though. Sid Vicious, yeah, we'll with get them, to that. With them lovely tight curls. We saw him once, didn't we? Sam? Yeah. Watching a game of football. Coming out of football, didn't we? Yeah. That
4: was
2: great. <laughs>
0: 1990 then, peak mullet okay. season. There's a lot of mullets going on, so yeah. be careful. Be, be on
2: mullet watch. I'm sure you've both noted them down. Cause yep. If we're not known for our else we're known for picking out a mullet. To be honest, I didn't note down who had one because I was just going to do a blanket <laughs> bubble of mullet watch for everyone. Because everybody had mullets. Yeah. Speaking of
0: there's a mullet in the first match, so we've got Bam Bam Bigelow, Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan against Norman the Lunatic, and the Road Warriors, Kevin Sullivan is the one with the mullet, anybody? does, <laughs> uh, Animal. Yeah, he does, Animal also has one. He's got a great mullet. So Bigelow comes out with Oliver Humperdinck, yeah, that's the thing. Silent so um, big the volumes there. Uh... Uh, this is, interestingly, yeah, uh, the Road Warriors' last pay-per-view for WCW until 1996.
3: Wow. Mark, w- yeah, the, definitely a WF in uh, at SummerSlam at Wembley.
0: He was in um, Japan for six years, pretty much. Um, I would like to point out first, before we to the bones of the match, Cactus Jack, or Cactus Jack Manson as it's called. Looking good here, isn't he? He's in the best shape of his life. Very slim and slender. Yeah, this is before he absolutely destroyed himself. <laughs> well, I, don't know, we, but you, I you have wrote out, it. one of my comments is... Mick Foley doing what Foley does best. Yeah, I was going to say, you do see see the seeds (laughs) (laughs) there in this match. Lou, what did we think of one of the, well, the first tag team match, because there's a lot in this pay-per-view. What did we think of the six-man tag match?
3: I thought this is possibly my favourite match on the card. I think. It was just at first, I thought. So, oh, before we start, when it did the whole America the Beautiful thing at the beginning, one of the cameramen did not get out of the bloody way the entire time. And you can see him looking around, like, you're a "Like you're in the bloody way, that's where you are, cameraman. Get out the way. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, back onto the match. Yeah, if, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, when he went over, bring you know, up Norman, the lunatic, like, I already came on his little scooter thing. <laughs> oh, Christ, what have I picked here? Like, this is he like he a... was, uh, Bastian Buger in WBF. Oh, is go. that who he was? Yeah. yeah. There we go. Right. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking what have we done here? Like, I know this was a joke from, like, the first or second episode. <laughs> first episode, wasn't it? Well, possibly first episode. <laughs> that we've had to continue, so we've got to, we've got to go through it. I was thinking, oh, Christ, what's this? And presume when it went, Norman, and then just stopped, I thought it was going to be Norman Smiley. I also thought that I was very disappointed. Right, yeah. So when it was just this other block called just Norman. But I actually thought, yeah, the match was quite quite fast-paced, quite a bit of action. There's a bit where Bam and Biggill got, like, clothes lined over the top rope, like, himself got a clothesline managed to land his feet. He got clothes for a clothesline on his feet, yeah. Very impressive for a big guy. So yeah, I think the, the match, the, well, the show started well, and this was a very good opener. What do you like to see in an opening match? Low action chaos. Yeah. Norman, the lunatic, since
0: you don't know much about him, he then dropped this gimmick to become a trucker in honour of his dad. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Hang on, it was,
3: it was a trucker in real life or it was just a trucker gimmick? I can't work it out. Okay.
0: But some other his no his, well, no his trucker in no sorry his gimmick was a trucker but I'm not sure if his dad was a trucker in real life or just for the gimmick. Ah,
3: uh, I thought he would retired from wrestling to become a trucker.
0: No, he went to the WWF after this. Bastion uh-huh.
3: sure. because he was Boger. He had
2: some weird sort of singlets on.
0: Yeah, he, he used to have a, he was he wore a singlet that was too small to give him a, like a hunchback. Imagine um Oh, what was that Big Dick Johnson or whatever it was called?
2: Big D Johnson. Oh Christ! The guy yeah. used
0: to wear. Imagine similar to that. I think he, I think even at one point Triple H claims that Bastian Buga was Big D Johnson's dad. So <laughs> there we go. Sadly, no longer with us. But you know, rest in peace, Norman <laughs> a Lunatic. Road Warrior is pretty cool, though, isn't it? Coming in on on motorbikes or on the back of a motorbike, not quite Undertaker or Triple level. Yeah, uh, no,
3: I didn't. I didn't think this was cool at all. I felt like they got the mate's dads to drop him off or something. <laughs> I just didn't get it. Do
2: you think this is why Norman came down on a scooter, though, to insinuate that he was like on the back of a motorbike? I think so, yeah. I think so yeah. 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 Peter's, what did you think of the opening match? I'm going to echo Lou that this was my favourite match of the card. Yeah, really. Norman, the lunatic, can just. Yeah, he can just fuck off, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> although. <he> <laughs>
0: So angry today. Although to
2: be, to be fair, he did have a T-shirt of his own, which is quite revolutionary for the time. He had a Norman T-shirt on. Kevin Sullivan as well in the bin. I've,
0: in never, the bin. I've
3: never understood him, Kevin. So, sure. If you put, Band I think mean, he Band had a great WrestleMania. Work... He was just on TV far too much. Yeah, but then he did have a classic. I think he had the was it the five star Meltzer classic? I think it was the uh, Tower of Doom. <laughs> Should have been yeah, right. five stars. Well, if you knew, any, really knew oh, when anything about somebody. wrestling, it would have been five. Yeah, stars. Some, say, some people say it was a Shawshank Redemption of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's
0: <If> you... Morgan boring
3: <laughs>
2: Illogical. If you'd have, <laughs> if you'd have put Cactus Jack and Bam Bam against the Road Warriors here, you'd have had a really good match. Nineteen years and no one notices his digging at all. Right, look, come on, look, Alfred, this, is,
0: this <laughs> is wrestling. Save that for moving around. <laughs> moving around. Shawshanking sure, sure around. <laughs> Oh, Pete is just to address your point. I, uh, Cactus Jack was in a stable with Kevin Sullivan. I think oh, that's right. much. Was this well, the Dungeon of Doom, or before, that before that? It's called like slaughterhouse or something.
2: Okay. Did um did anyone else notice the commentary? Where they're they're going on about the ring steps after I can't, I can't remember what. I think someone got thrown into it, and the commentator says they must weigh a couple of hundred pounds, and they are the flimsiest looking things I've ever seen.
4: Look like they made that pit machine, didn't Yeah, and
2: they were trying <laughs> to claim that they weigh a couple of hundred pounds. Incredible stuff. And also, uh, Katsus Jack taking that bump over the guardrail. That is just like that's like Mick Foley before Mick Foley was known for that. You can just, see the seeds of what he turned into here. Oh, he's hes, he's just a freak, isn't he, Foley?
0: Yeah. I mean, as much as I love
2: him, the man has
0: put his body in the way. <laughs> it's a, and it's like about, you know, losing, thinking for the
2: craft. How big were the Buddy Road Warriors as well? They looked massive. And Hawk was putting in some stiff shots as well.
0: well. This was their prime, wasn't it? So we've seen the Road Warriors twice on this podcast. We saw them in 96, and
2: then we saw them in... L- LOD 2000, didn't we? In 98, yeah. where they were... And then we've got the 05 version to come at some point, probably. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were past the best. But I was quite looking forward to seeing the Road Warriors in the prime, and they were impressive. They were impressive. I also like... Crowd
3: mental. Considering there was no entrance music and there was no one in the crowd. Yeah, it was a uh, it's quite a big pop. Did
2: anyone else notice that they were, everyone was struggling to get Norman off his feet? And I thought that was quite good as well. Like I th- think it was Bam Bam gave him like a body slam or a suplex or something, and he then sort of stretched his back out as if to say how much Norman actually weighed. Thought it was quite clever.
0: Yeah, it was a good match. They went nine minutes. Rod Warriors and Norman Osip pick up the win uh, by pinfall. Kevin Sullivan, there's a clothesline from the top rope by Hawk. It's quite impressive for a big fella. He gets the win. And then we move on to two people who are current WWE employees. We've got Johnny Ace, a very young Johnny Ace with luscious blonde hair, luscious long locks. And he's going against. Mean Mark Callis, who has been accompanied by Teddy Long. And if you're fans of Teddy Long, you stay tuned for the rest of this. <laughs> for, a, for a treat, right? Yeah. I thought it was strange, knew about this match, was Johnny Ace came out when everybody else was still walking off. Well. I, noticed, I noticed that as well. <laughs> Last match finished, and Johnny, Johnny Ace's music starts playing and out
2: he you comes running. Kevin, Kevin Sullivan's pants still walking through the curtain, don't you?
4: yeah.
0: And then me and Mark Callis, or none so you and me, The Undertaker, came out wearing assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I think it's so weird when you know what it became, watching them. It's like I, whenever I watch
2: Austin with long blonde hair, I just find it so strange. Well, When you think it, by the end of this, the end of 1990, it was The Undertaker, wasn't he? That's, that's the maddest part about it all. So,
4: that,
2: in, had he already been in the skyscrapers then? Because he was part of the skyscrapers,
0: which is vicious for me. No, I know. No, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do no, yeah,
3: he definitely, he definitely debuted at the series this year. Yeah. In fact, there's a there's a lot of people on this show that aren't there
2: by the end of the year. Because I, I picked up on a few people that sort of turned into other people. That, but obviously, we'll pick up on them as we get to them.
0: Well, I think that was the case because. I believe Flair was booking in 89 and then it got moved over to Ollie Anderson. And Ollie Anderson was famously the one who said to me, Mark Callis, when he or oh, Mark Callis, you'll never draw a dime. I mean, talk about getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there's an understatement and then there's that, isn't there? So maybe that's what it is then. But it was sort of, you wouldn't have thought at this point he would have been gone by then because they seem to, especially the commentary team, seems to be playing him up. Oh, it was this dominant force it was a young up-and-coming
3: wrestler i think wcw or nwa at the time was such a it wasn't the slick professional organization that wf was Mm. so they don't they weren't even paying attention to kind of like what people how long people are under contract anything like that it was just they kind of got in their own way a lot Um, so i think like you know johnny ace coming out before the other guys had left that just wouldn't happen in WWF because the ring entrance is a big deal yeah. Whereas WCW is kind of that... I mean, obviously, it's got the ridiculous nature of uh, Robocop later on. Oh, there's still really that old-school, traditional Southern and all oh, this is how we do it kind of attitude really, at this point. There's a really annoying bit in this match, which I'll, I'll get
0: to when you're finished. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, well, you said the ridiculousness of, of, of Robocop. So this match, it's been messed with that pretty slow pace. Johnny Ace misses a clothesline on the top. Me and Mark hits him with a heart punch and does a pretty pretty decent elbow from like the top rope. So he walk, goes up to the turnbuckle, walks across, bit like his old school, but then does an elbow drop. I thought it was really cool actually. Yeah. It? He gets the one two three and wins, and then we have a replay and talk about silliness. Oh. There's a slam meter and this elbow <laughs> drop gets to
3: eight point two. <laughs> oh. It just seems so out of place. It, it took it, bloody 80s to come up as well didn't it yeah it was like the were just oh you we're know, just getting the graphics ready and jen ross is like uh let's have a look but at the slam meter
2: in wwf around ninety-seven, ninety-eight-ish, they had a slam of the week which was like the biggest like slam of the previous raw and you're thinking that's seven years later and still look ridiculous this is in 1990 when that stuff wasn't even funny
0: I think my issue was... in
2: '97, you can excuse it for being quite amusing. My
0: issue with the slammer meter is that it didn't come up again. Or before. No, I, <laughs> no, I
3: agree. <laughs> <laughs> only got 8.2 as well, so it's like, yeah. that was alright, wasn't it? <laughs> so <laughs> you can say, wouldn't we get a full 10. So does isn't. Yeah, it yeah, is an 8.2. You think, oh well, something bigger's happening later <laughs> on, don't you? And it <laughs> they, they just didn't them up. It reminded it, me of like, you know the Sky Sports Triple League coverage a few years ago, where they just used to have like a different gadget every week. Phil Clark. Phil Clark and his head. Oh, I used to car and go, oh, look at this like wonderful piece of technology we've got now. And i use it once. Like that margin meter that I used to have where it was like a oh, hard time. And it was like, said so this guy was like 10-2. He was like, I'm mean, this team, we're going to win by 60 points. And it was like, just double it every time. <laughs> it reminded me of some like, nonsense that you get on Sky. Cricket as well. Cricket, they do it all the time on Sky Sports. There's yeah. always something new. It reminded me of that, really. Yeah, it just seems strange but they don't go that 10 minutes worse.
0: peters was you a fan of of an early mark callison well an early johnny ace i think he'd only been in the business for a couple of years was you a was fan it?
2: they said i think johnny ace was it three years and, me three and mark, year. two years two. something yeah. like yeah yeah i want a fan of this match to be honest it just it was slow and lethargic for me although like i say i did like the finish the the move that we talked about when me and matt went up to the rope, walked across it that like quite slick. And I noticed he had a bit more aerial attacks than what he probably does and is known for, which is a bit different So, But no, it wasn't for me, this one, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, well, I, I always saw Undertaker slow down when he became Undertaker. Well, you know, he used to wrestle in Trico and he was... <laughs> he what did you think of this
3: match? It was all right, is it? It's like a history piece. is a kind of... Oh, this is what them two are doing now. Like, you've got Johnny Ace. Is he still in WWE? It's like... John Laurinaitis, Heights, didn't he? He did tell Rice. Yeah. yeah. Nikki Bell's dad. dad. Like, like, hey, boss. Like, um... So, yeah, people power. Obviously, he yeah. didn't hit the heights of people power during this. <laughs> well, actually, he did arrive in a, in Thursday's Money in the Bank, per view Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm I'm, <Firsties>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I'm not apologising. <laughs> yeah, so that was a nice little touch. Yeah, so that was, the match was what it was. Like, it didn't go on that long. It was about 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes is out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was nice to see like, the kind of beginnings of old school. So, I guess like when you call it old school, it is old school because he's been doing it since when he first started in the business. Since no, you were born, yeah. It's yeah. was, it was very much like, a, like a, a top rope uh, side bag elbow. Well, like, I imagine, I imagine at the time nobody did that, did they? It's yeah, just, cool. uh, just one Especially. more thing as well. Yeah, fuck off, tears. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit tensioned, right? <laughs>
0: And then we go on to one of those. you'll you'll enjoy this bit and this next bit, Lou. We get legend of the of the sport, Gordon Sully, and uh, he's outside Sting and Rawlock look of locker room. They're they're inside. Uh, Sting's currently injured. He got injured at Wrestle War. These guards outside. They won't let anybody in. Lou, you fan of RoboCop? So, did you,
4: <laughs> did
3: you
0: enjoy this this opening segment? Yes, I,
3: I I remember the the RoboCop ride from Granada studios Studios <laughs> in the ni- back in the nineties. No, this this segment was ridiculous. I mean, first of all, Gordon Sully, like I know he's a legend in that, so no disrespect. But my God, if anyone did not want to be there that really? night, it was Gordon Sully. Gordon
0: right Sully at, at this point in nineties is a legend. So he's from the when it, the, the kayfabe, you know, when you thought it was real, and now he's doing yeah. this shit.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it, so this is, this is my thing, right? Because there's a lot of people within the the show who were kind of like, uh you, you could kind of see that the whole Robocop thing was above them, like, this is ridiculous, so they're like a serious wrestling guy in this Robocop, thing, being ridiculous. Yeah. It's fake fights. It's all fake. I don't care. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but the robotic was ridiculous.
3: It was. It was the ridiculous. The noise it was making was so
2: stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was, it's, it's ridiculous. But the whole, the whole concept is ridiculous, mate. Right? If you think of like wrestling over the years, we've had ladder matches for the custody of children.
2: To be fair, we got two people chucked off a roof on Thursday, didn't we? At yeah, exactly. In the bank, so. And then
3: wrestled them. Yeah, and then they wrestled the next night on like, Friday. I guess in your timeline, I'm got It's good to be alive. <laughs> Um <laughs> Pride, Pride <of> night raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. You know, Vince McMahon got blew up in a limo came back three weeks later. It just it was, I was no, got buried no alive fault.
0: at WrestleMania. No fault of his own yeah. though, was it? No, yeah, At least that.
3: he called back to that. You
0: know wait you can get buried at that but at the end of that he put his hand up through the mud Danesa. So...
3: Yeah, exactly, the buried alive thing. Like it happens all the time. It happens all the time that but... Then again, Paul so, Bear
2: also got a case in concrete Denisa. So...
3: Exactly, and he survived that. He mm-hmm. got pushed up. got locked in a freezer. By <laughs> rest, rest, rest in peace, Poldera. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I'm saying, there's a lot of ridiculous moments in wrestling. Is this the most ridiculous? It's up there. <laughs> but it is what it is. So it's like this on, is one, yeah. But all that stuff you just said then came after. I think yeah. But I just I just think the so whole. So this was like concept, one of
0: the best ridiculous things.
3: The whole concept of what it is—it's men pretending to fight. You can't lose sight of that because if you lose sight of it and take it too seriously, you end up like Jim Cornette. But no one wants that. No. Oh, you end up what? like uh, Dave Dave Meltzer's uh, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Meltzer's,
4: yeah,
3: <laughs> I think the problem. Oh, was... yeah, oh, 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 Hulk Hogan and Andre wasn't a very good match, but I love these like, two random Japanese guys. Uh, they're like if you if you don't know like who Akana uh, Kobashi is, then you should really get off the internet because you're just embarrassing yourself right now. Funaki should have been WWF champion. <laughs> no, Gotta help.
2: Gotta <laughs> hear it. The problem was that they pushed this RoboCop <laughs> thing from the minute go. It sounded ridiculous. When they were going the Return of RoboCop or whatever, or Revenge of RoboCop, whatever the hell it was. And then to go to this segment where you're in these stupid robot noises from behind a closed, a guarded closed door, flashing, flashing lights to, as well, flashing lights. So they get a glimpse of RoboCop, which is then someone putting the hand over the camera, and then it going to static and still hearing everything. Stupid.
0: I mean, what was Sting doing in that locker room? Yeah, well, lights I'll... like, Oh, well, Robocop prepares, but Charlie Sting just looks in the mirror and puts
2: his makeup on. <laughs> Who did he piss off to get this storyline as well? Jesus Christ! It's
3: a big story. It's a big tie-in. It's a main event storyline.
2: Yeah,
0: well, as <laughs> it was the return of Robocop because it, it was Robocop two. Sorry, how dare I? Uh, no. I think that was the same tagline as the actual yeah event. Re- well, if you didn't know RoboCop was on this show, it's a good job JR mentioned it every three minutes.
2: <laughs> I think we probably spend just as much time discussing this one segment as JR has said, just the return uh, of RoboCop, the return of RoboCop. That's
0: what oh, I have. I did enjoy the commentators, but that was all I had in every it, two minutes. He's he's later a RoboCop, he'll have RoboCop and Sting. Sting and RoboCop here. He was
2: overplayed, wasn't it? That was the problem.
0: We got it. RoboCop's there. Yeah. I, it winds me up anyhow when they talk about other things that are happening in the match.
2: But well, did you know... RoboCop was a Yeah, bloody no deal
0: Right, so we go from one backstage, not even an interview thing, Thanks. yeah. <laughs> to where Tony Shivani again, and he's interviewing the Rock and Roll Express, and they look exactly the same as they did eight years later. In last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they do now. They don't really say a great deal. I don't, don't, All of these interviews, not a lot got said. There was only one of them that I liked, which wasn't this one. Right, we'll 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 get to that then. Yeah, okay. Everyone stay stay tuned for that, for, Terry the edge of your Favorite. for that. Favourite interview section. And then we go to another tag match because it's Capital Combat and they're all tag matches. I didn't, I didn't I've just thought of this now. But um, so Oli Anderson, famous tag team wrestler, is <laughs> now booking the show. No wonder there's like ninety five tag matches on this card. <laughs> if that's what he likes, you're gonna put all the tag matches on, aren't you? But we go to Captain Mike Rotunda and Tommy Rich, and they're against the Samoan SWAT team. The Samoan SWAT team is Fatu and his twin brother, the Samoan Savage. I believe is the second iteration of the Samoan SWAT team. It's Rikishi, isn't it? Fatu is Rikishi, yeah. yeah. Oh, better known as the Sultan. Yeah, the Sultan. <laughs> <laughs> they are, in fact, twin brothers. Uh, Captain Mike Rotunda then becomes, I think a couple months after this, becomes Walls- Michael Wall Street. I didn't... He'll feed into IRS from there, won't he? Well, he yeah. left WCW to be IRS in WWF. Right. I, I assumed I IRS thought, came first. Yes, yeah, so was IRS
2: was about 92,
3: 93, I
2: think.
0: Yeah, but he went back, didn't he? He went back to the WCW to Wall Street. And then, he was, then he was VK Wall Street, wasn't
3: he? Wasn't he doing the taxes for the NWA? Yeah. And then it, then he gave us Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. Yeah, I think he was a second-generation
2: wrestler, didn't
0: he? Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas were third-generation, I think, aren't they?
2: I don't know. The only third generation superstar that we care about is Randy Orton.
0: Yeah, that is true.
2: The Rock. And The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. Some of the other small ones must be. Randy they... Orton's second generation.
0: I think it is. Uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso. No, Randy Orton's definitely third. Jimmy and Jay Uso. Because they're Rikishi's
2: sons, are they? Yeah.
3: Yeah, so they're only third then, weren't they?
0: are 3rd then is Rikishi's
2: dad? are oh, Uncles. Oh, the what? That family tree is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, family You could literally do a four-hour episode on that family tree. We still would never really understand it. Uh, tune in for that one. Yeah, tune in for the <laughs> family tree.
0: I know we. Family uh. tree. Yeah, there's some quite interesting spots on this, map, because they are twins. They'd swap them without tagging, confusing the ref. Oh, we've forgotten Mullet already on Bullet Watch. Randy Anderson's back with a <laughs> mullet. Good friend of the show, man. He makes an appearance every week. It's ridiculous. Just listens, listens in. Interestingly, about this match, someone uh, on SWAT team were initially supposed to be wrestling for the tag titles later on in the show, but they didn't show up till an April 9th TV taping, so they were replaced
4: ah.
0: by Doom. Blue, tag match, what do you think? Yeah, it's another tag match, it? A long tag match, that's for sure. <clears throat>
3: Yeah, it was, it was a sort of a weak finish and this is something that as the show goes on I get kinda of get annoyed with. Just every finish just seems to be like not of them satisfying. A weak finish because it's a double axe handle. Yeah, it's just <laughs> there's no satisfying finishes. They all just seem to randomly finish or just finish with shenanigans or not, uh, not a lot of finishes. Sort of, yeah, it's just I don't know, it was you could tell it was old school NWA though. There was one point where um Someone got through over the top rope and J.R. was like, oh, that should have been a disqualification. <laughs> like, that's how far back we're going. Well, that was a rule at one point. That, that was a rule for a long time. And when um, Cowboy Bill Watts was in, that was like one of the reasons that Harry Bischoff was saying that Bill Watts was sour touch. Yeah. Was that he's enforced that rule. But you can't do anything with it. It's difficult to do a modern match with that rule. In place. Yeah, but
0: they, well, they did it, in the end. Oh, the referees missed
3: it. The F- yeah. <laughs> the, <'cause> it, <laughs> they bring it up every now and again the NWA. I mean, there was a match where they had the NWA champion versus the Ring of Honor champion, and they finished the match with a front of the top rope. I think it might be Adam Pearce and Colt Cabana. I might be making this up completely. There'll right. be someone on the internet listening, like oh, actually, who was uh, uh, Dave Meltzer, don't But no, if it won in Japan, yeah, no, it was Ring it's of it's, Honor. It
4: was it's, Ring, it's it's Ring of reason. Honor
3: in the early two thousand, so it's the same, <laughs> same. Same, 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 same place. It was. We're um, <laughs> so mad. <laughs> it was it was alright. I was I, to be honest I was getting a bit bored through this. Like also Captain Mike Matendo, is that just because he's wearing a, a captain's hat? He was um a boat owner. Yeah, that's not a very good gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> he come back to do this gimmick. <laughs> you know sick. what he said is there's no box of gimmicks. <laughs> I feel like it's a lie. I feel like he's turned <laughs> up and it's like, oh I supposed to get my costume what's left. Oh well we've got this little little sales hat because uh, you're at late, mate sailor's hat. Yeah. He's <laughs> put the sales hat on because has yeah a cat to this. No, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah not, not a very good gimmick that. But no, to be honest, the match was a bit. I think at this point in the show, I was definitely regretting picking a Night show. I was getting a bit bored and it was, all the tag matches were quite formulaic and they all had a, none of them had a satisfying end hmm. and even event didn't have a satisfying end as we'll get to. So yeah, it's a bit, I imagine if you watched it at the time, it was like, you know when we watched like these random pay-per-views now like stomping grounds. And nothing really of consequence happens, and you can quite easily skip that pay per view. It doesn't matter; you can just watch the next one. I feel like this would be one of those pay per views, really. For me. Yeah,
0: for me, I think a lot of the we we'll got onto it later on, but a lot of the tag matches, if you watch in isolation, they're probably quite good. It's just like you say, there was loads of them, so maybe I don't think that helps. And they're
3: all quite similar.
0: Yeah,
2: Tay Peters, what did you think of this this tag match? This was the worst of the bunch. This was terrible. The Samoan SWAT team took it took ages to get going because they started with that with the rituals and the dance and whatever else, and that really annoyed me. It was just right. so boring.
0: Col- culture, those yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it, it's not that. What it is, it's like just see when you do the do other player. <laughs> God damn incorporate, it! <laughs> incorporate it as part of your entrance. Do it as part of your entrance, not when the bells rang. If you were against, them, you'd have just done a quick running, like elbow on them or something like that, and just stopped it dead. It's just <laughs> annoying, pointless. They overuse the delaying tactics and the heat and the heat drawn from it to slow the match right down. It was it was garbage, absolute garbage. <laughs> in the toilet you go. There
0: you have it. Seventeen minutes of garbage on Saint Peter's. So yeah, yeah. Uh... Get it flushed. <laughs> small and small team. I feel like they wasn't punished that much. So it was a wrestle for the tag titles yet they got a win. No, on we, the
2: same... we were punished instead.
0: <laughs> they got a win on the same pay per <laughs> view. Anyhow, they win with a double axe handle. Tommy Rich had uh, one of them in a the sleeper hold. The one does a double axe handle off the top. Yeah, and then falls on him and pins him. Seventeen minutes. Let we go on to another tag team. The Steiner's been interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Tay Peters, the people are waiting. Was this the one that you was you was impressed with? No. No.
3: Oh right, we'll no, move we'll, on. Then. We'll move on then because I again... can Can we just say like how much Scott Steiner like a young brought Lesnar in this? Yeah, he's ridiculous, isn't he? I actually thought he said I could my work Scott Steiner at first.
0: Well because he didn't have bleach blonde hair and Chanel. <laughs> <General, yeah.
2: laughs> and sunglasses. Also, this, this is how i right. remember the steiner brothers just like
3: as soon as he started speaking you're like "All oh, right, yeah this is it looks nothing like him but no the, it's weird but... it's interesting you mentioned Brantle, isn't it the steiners had a very similar like childhood early adulthood yeah i feel like um these two are on SummerSlam night too as well so I, I can't imagine they were here for much longer I, I was going to say, I, I remember them being in some sort of annual,
2: WWF annual that I used to read at the hairdressers as a young child, and they were in there, which was probably a few years after this.
0: Yeah, it was a big deal at this time. it was absolutely untouchable. Right then, so we then move on to the next match, and I just want to be clear. All that's just happened, the last three matches, all interviews have happened. They were cut from the video. So if you bought the video afterwards... no and that you turned it on, this is the first match that you'll see. We've got Teddy Long against Paul Ellerin in a hair versus hair match. So Missy Hyatt introduces the guest introducer, and she brings down with her hairstylist Jay Tapper, who didn't have a Wikipedia page, so I'm not sure if he was famous. Yeah, I
3: want to know if that was just a random stand-in, or if it was actually somebody famous. Was it the equivalent of bringing, say, Jonathan Van Nessen? to today's uh, WWE? I don't know. He, he, he didn't get that famous on a Wikipedia page, he? I'm just pleased I got a queer reference into this show. It's like <laughs> eight, eight attempts. Know,
4: you say it
3: June 5th. Well, I've just thought of another great quip here. Every week we
0: always uh, do a Tay Peters' bald joke, so Tay Peters, you, you'd have been alright in this match, wouldn't you? Because you haven't got the wear in, the so, Paul Elleryne comes out. Teddy Long comes out. wearing boxing gloves and headgear. He's introduced to Sugar Ray Long. He's got a loaded glove. I mean, he only got two minutes. not right now, it? He's got a loaded glove. news uses the loaded glove on Teddy Long. Teddy Long gets his head shaved. Lou, anything to add?
3: I can work out what Teddy Long's hairstyle was beforehand. Yeah, like some sort of dreads or something? Or... I
2: thought he had dreads.
3: What was he bald on top? Was it like a Stevie Wonder style dreads? Or was it like...
2: Style dreads.
3: He could yeah. have He was bald later on He right? like, looked, like, looked very bald Compared to whatever the <laughs> co- but I couldn't
4: yeah, work well, out I was going to uh, lose it Because I was
3: like Teddy Long and Paul Elliott are both very bald now Yeah So <laughs> I, was, um, I couldn't work out I was going to lose it But I guess it's always better if the heel loses These matches because it's funny isn't it Well you would have yeah, thought be- so Apart from
2: getting a fucking stylist in to actually cut the hair the best part of a hair versus hair match is the is the the winner getting to cut the the loser's hair, and we didn't even get to see that as a treat. Well, you didn't think that famous hairstylist Jay Tapper was
0: was a treat? That name makes so, it. He doesn't have a Wikipedia. page. He's not been linked on the official Capital Combat Wikipedia page. So
2: <laughs> what I'm saying is when the loser gets their head shaved. It's always real patchy and always really funny. I know they send up really patchy because for some reason they don't actually fully shave his head for whatever bizarre reason. Yeah,
0: that, that, I do agree with you there. The rough head shaving. So you think yeah. of
4: uh,
0: like when Angle got his head shaved by Edge or when,
3: or when the, the Donald P-Max. the Donald Yeah, yeah. It's, Can I get in a famous it, barber chair with the straps? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they no I mean.
0: exactly. just like, shaved him under the ropes. Yeah, this
3: yeah. guy is... Pops two of and, go, and then leaves
2: again. Hello? Didn't even he have his full head
3: shaved. Stupid! Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: said, I thought you said you like this show, Peters. Nah, it gets better. What I mean is, the stupid bits, but I do like the good bits. The good right. bits outweigh the bad. Right. right. So for,
0: for... I don't know for how long for... 24 years that was the first match you saw on this card (laughs) so your two favourite matches
3: wasn't even on it but mildly entertaining for an opener
2: it's not an opener no it's not an opener but what's funny is Teddy Long coming down in that stupid gear that did make me laugh the way he comes down and then does sort of the punches in the air and everything
0: and then still loses Sugarade Teddy Long, yeah. So they went two minutes and then we go to another interview with Tony Schiavone. He's interviewing the horsemen this time. So we've got Ollie, Anne, and Sid Vicious. Flair does pop up towards the end. Tay Peters, the people are waiting. Was this your favourite interview section of the show? No. No. Oh god. Oh, good <laughs> it's tense. Still on them seats. Yeah. And then we go
2: into another tag team match. All
3: right, just
2: on that promo. On. Sid. This is where you properly see Sid in that lovely tux that he's wearing. Sid <laughs> in the lovely tux. There. Go
0: back to it. Watch, see Sid. You know he's only just been inducted into the, the horseman.
3: It doesn't look like he fits, does he? At all? No.
2: No, no. He, he
0: I don't think like he's
3: to really made in real life, you know, because at the end of the show as well, <laughs> he's just kind of stood around. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, know, well, don't know what to do. No one's going to go point, At this point, then, there's five of them in the four horsemen. Is that why they start calling
0: them the four horsemen? They just start calling them the horsemen? Because there's only Arne, Sid, Flair and Barry Wyndham.
4: Oh,
0: woman unless they're, unless they're like a
2: band and it was Rick Flair and the Four Horsemen.
0: Because I, 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 I can't now I'm thinking about it I can't remember them calling them the Four Horsemen or just Horsemen. I
2: think, just, I think it was going to say I think they were just the Horsemen. None of them
0: did the Four sign did they? No. Maybe it's just the Horsemen. It like,
2: in things, what? Yeah,
0: again. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just WCW with factions, in it? Let's chuck as many people in as we as we can. <laughs> yeah, and for it, the NWA. Yeah, and then we got another tag team here was on the show that we we saw last week, the Midnight Express.
2: Right, but it's not bombastic Bob. <laughs> yeah, Bob the, original,
0: oh, the right? original, Midnight Express. They come up with Jim Cornette. They were going against Brian Pillman and Tom Zenk, who were the current NWA US Tag Champions. And this is for the titles. So, Cornette's going to be locked in a cage. Well, two weeks in a row, two shark cages. <laughs> Cornette's going to be locked in a cage at ringside. You don't want to go in. He's messing about. Until friend of the show, Randy Anderson, sticks the shoulder in. <laughs> Incredible stuff.
3: It's just such a weird spot. <laughs> and
0: Pillman and Zink throw him in, into the cage. Lou, Midnight Ex- Do you I was not a fan of the new Midnight Express. Was you a fan of the...
3: Current Midnight Express, <laughs> the old uh, Midnight, Midnight Express. Uh, uh, the truth is, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I could accidentally skip this match. <laughs> so I, uh, I, right. I only saw like the first two minutes, and my, my only, um, my only note was Z-Man. Who is this Brian Zinn Um, I think he could I accidentally skip. I accidentally skip this match. Right, then moving on, Jay <laughs> Peters, what did you think of this match? <laughs> I preferred it to the last tag match. To be fair, I think
2: I was very impressed with Flying Brian and Z-Man. I thought they looked really good. Yeah, I thought they were really good. I, for me, it wasn't the best tag match I've ever seen, but it was better than the last one because it actually got going within about 30 seconds. And I did like the Cornet stuff at the start, the, sh- the shenanigans, to try and stop him from getting in the cage for Randy Anderson then just to shoulder barge him. It was, yeah, great. Fast It was fast-paced as well, I thought, which... It, I think, entertained me. That's what kept entertaining me. And that's what something I think time matches need to be sometimes. They don't always need to be slow, methodical, working down of each opponent. Just keep it fast, keep it pacey.
0: Yeah, this was my favourite match on the card. I did like the fact that, yeah, Cornette was locked in a cage at ringside, but they kept going to him for advice all the way throughout it. Yeah, he was good, yeah.
2: It was clever. It was good psychology because they're going under the ropes and thinking, well, if he's not there, we're struggling here, so they need to get out and think and speak to him. It's just a shame that unfortunately it wasn't in the air like China was the the week last week. Yeah, that made it just ever slightly better if they'd have sort of been looking up at Cornette a bit lost. Yeah, so
0: that's that's true. Some pretty brutal spots. Pillmer gets thrown into real a few times. <laughs> Every little yeah, shoot.
2: Brutal ones here, don't I? Yeah,
0: I did notice that the crowd were quite dead to start with, but they soon got right into it. Right at the, at the end, the crowd definitely, when Tom Zen comes in for the last hot tag, the crowd went absolutely crazy.
2: I thought throughout the pay per view, though, the crowd were quite good on this. For a part yeah. of its time, you expect them to be quite quiet, and they were really rowdy, actually. I was really impressed with yeah, them. Yeah,
0: they were good. Midnight Express, the new Testing Champions, they pick up the win after it. Uh, Stan Lane kicks uh, Tom Zenk in the back of the head, and then he falls into an inside cradle for Bobby Eaton to pin him. And then he did,
2: did, did the count look a bit fast to you?
0: I can't say no, he's still looking fast. Yeah, I,
2: I've noted down that it looked a bit fast, it? Well,
0: it's Randy Anderson, isn't it? Um, well, well uh, but Randy Anderson, he's just put Connett in a cage, hasn't
4: he? Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> and you slow yeah. He? he went 20 minutes, longest match on the card. You didn't go quite like, Lou, so you didn't watch that much. Hopefully you watch the next bit because Gordon Soley is now back reporting on Robocop. Robocop's yeah. about to come out, and shock, somebody grabs the camera. We're going get a glimpse of Robocop, and then the cameras go off. Sure <laughs> Sting comes at... right that bit right? I get that, but why immediately do we have Sting come out? who's then followed by Robocop?
3: <laughs> so you see you see up pretty slow Robocop moves, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They probably set off at the same
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> but why, like, why not do it after? If they've had a match in between, I think maybe understood it a bit. But why stop everyone seeing him coming out
3: and then having. No one, no one knows where that is, if, if it's near the engines or not. I think Robocop's interference. So it just interfered, didn't it? It his Robo stuff. Just yeah. interfered with the camera.
0: So Sting comes out. The horsemen then throw Sting into the cage that Cornex just been locked into. Robocop starts walking. I think it's 1991 before he actually gets there.
3: I feel like whoever made the Robocop suit forgot to make it movable. So everyone's in, there, was in a solid metal suit.
2: I'd love to know who was actually inside Robocop.
0: Well, I did some research on this. According it was it No, according to Gene Cornett, uh, Robocop was Peter Wheeler, the actual Robocop from films.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Where well, you got the Kevin Nash from, You wouldn't hear Solid, old... He forgets he's on not on Twitter. At <laughs> yeah. So it's the actual guy who played him. That's, that's quite impressive, to be fair. Yeah.
0: Because well, I just assumed it would be some jobber or something. Or something that you would right. do, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so Robocop rips the door off the hinges of the cage. Once he's got it
3: open. That's what I loved about this. Like, he I forgot <laughs> to lock the cage. <laughs> he pulls yeah. it. It opens. So he's like, ah, oh, I'm going to pull it off anyway. But the yeah. crowd pop for it.
0: Well, if Robocop was coming down the ramp, we at a pace that meant you would get there by June. <laughs> You'd also forget to lock the cage. So the horsemen run off, the shock. JR's played about 100 feet of strength it was that he's pulled off this cage door. And that's it then, that's Robocop done.
2: <laughs> to say how much they Billy open, this is like the last <laughs> it. involvement I- of Robocop. It, it's, and especially. If you've bought the video and this is the third thing that you see, and that's the only mention of RoboCop you actually get as well, you'd be a bit disappointed.
0: Yeah, they built it up. It's all about RoboCop. And halfway through the show, we've still got three matches left. He's gone. <laughs> Lou, did you enjoy RoboCop while he was here? Yeah, it's funny. It was funny. It, was <laughs>
3: funny. it was funny now. It gets annoying at the main event. when It's almost like... It... I'm starting to believe it was the actual guy from Robocop now. Because it's almost like, oh, he's like, I need to go. And I said, no, but we need you for the main event. So I like, no, just, just do something quick now, because I need to go. Yeah. Because, like, well when we went to the, main, the end of the main event, you could have tied this in and done the same thing there. <laughs> but they just did this beginning. Very weird. Like, this thing randomly comes out. Yeah. Randomly runs the cage there. Robocop comes out. All very, all very strange. But oh, it's just why you like wrestling it. It's ridiculous stuff. Like... This is the thing about wrestling. This is what annoys me about Meltzer and his his, his fans, his followers, his sheep. You can't take it too seriously. It's ridiculous. The whole concept of professional wrestling is ridiculous. This is more ridiculous than the average <laughs> for a wrestling match. I'll give you that. But that's what it is. Is you know, when are people like oh, someone said to me last night, Vince is more concerned about entertaining than wrestling. Yeah, we all that's what we watch it for. You watch it's... wrestling to be entertained. You don't watch the count wrist holes or, no. or different types of suplex or false finishes or Canadian destroyers on the apron that yeah, go for one count. Why did they do all that to entertain you? Yeah, but I know but this is entertaining. No, no, I get that. I and get what you're saying. Is super that, sense.
0: that comment yeah. was ridiculous because you you, you're yeah, you watch entertain So they're doing all yeah. these Canadian destroyers and which is ludicrous. No, this, this is the thing.
3: It's like just on a more general point now, I'm, just, I'm, I'm going off on a right tangent now. When everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the, the, the Rock versus Hogan's like two stars or whatever it got. And then, like, someone else is like seven stars in Japan. You're getting the same entertainment out of both. So I don't see why you have these parameters on of like, oh, it has to, it, that can only be a two star match because it only did this and this and this. I think it was on the Cultaholic um, Straight to Hell, like, Joe Henry did a really good example. It's like, if, they, if it does what it's meant to do and entertains you, it's five stars. Like, it doesn't matter. If you've chosen a different moveset for that, something. I don't I know this, I know Robocop is absolutely ridiculous and like it's funny and it's entertaining in like a bad way. It's almost like one of those films that's so bad that it's good, like The Room or something like, or something like that. Right. This is WrestleMania. Yeah, this is WrestleMania's equivalent of The Room. It's so bad and so stupid, but it's just kind of everything you watch wrestling for at the same time. It's just ridiculous, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Well, the
0: crowd, like you say, the crowd pops big. Exactly. The crowd, the crowd loving it
3: live. Yeah, I, I don't know how big RoboCop is. I don't know if this... Is this the same as Spider-Man <laughs> coming to WrestleMania? <laughs> like, you know, if, if you watch WrestleMania, then he, Tom Holland swings off the stage and comes in. Like, Is this is this similar? I don't know how big RoboCop was, but it, it felt like a big deal. Or it felt... I don't know. It probably wasn't a big deal. I'm not trying to say this is like the greatest moment in wrestling history, but it was just entertaining. So RoboCop,
0: the first one, made $53.4 dollars at the box office so pretty big there we go, yeah you know had a pretty decent critical response 67 out of 100 on um metacritic and 89% on um 89 oh Rotten Tomatoes give it a rating of 89% based on 65 reviews an average rating of 7.8 two out of 10 so
3: yeah, there we go
0: pretty big yeah
3: it be Full Metal Jacket and Superman Four. Ah, oh, Full Metal Jacket is another one of those films. It's just like Shawshank Redemption. I don't get it. What's the point?
0: so and it grossed an additional twenty-four million dollars from video rentals. So after I'm
3: the gonna, show, immediately after the show, I imagine. I'm going to say it it's a big deal. So yeah, I'm saying like so if if we're watching like a B pay-per-view and halfway through Iron Man comes out, everyone's going to pop right.
0: Well, this so Robocop two, the one that the that they're doing now. This the whole reason why it's on the, the, this show, That made forty five point seven million of a budget twenty five million. So there we go, that's
3: a nice tidy profit.
0: Pretty big then, that's pretty big, big that's what yeah. I'm saying. So maybe that's why the crowd pops so hard. Right, that's enough Robocop. And, <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, some don't know what they're it but they go through films. That's normally for uh, moving around. <laughs>
3: yeah, our that's our spin on on you know when we get when we get is it twenty reviews that you're reviewing all twenty Marvel films, however many it is. Uh, Can we, we we agreed on that, Peter. No, you we, remember that? Back to, back
2: to back, no sleep. Yeah. Back to back,
3: no sleep. Yeah. We agreed it, that. Yeah. Right now for you, they're all boring. Uh, superhero uh, films are
0: boring, uh, done out. Uh, do right now for you, there you go. There's my review. Guardians of the Galaxy is good. Look at that. Thank but you. sick of them. Sick of superhero films.
4: Get I'm sick, with of the segment, sick, man, sick of all this. these
0: dark broodings. Oh, get on there. Get right, on, right. Get on with cool. the next
3: segment. It's not culture
0: enough, is it? Yeah. It's not, not seeing Ragnarok. It. See, I don't want to see Ragnarok. Better things uh, to do. No, you don't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> moving, on, moving on to the... I'm the only one who's really going to work out of us, so... <laughs> I'll give I'm working that. it up. <laughs> I am working. What's this? <laughs> well. Well, I'm the... Right, Sure, up and get on
3: with the next segment. <laughs> On to the next thing. So,
2: another interview.
0: Is it Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone is interviewing Junkyard Dog. Terry Peters, the people are waiting. Is this your favourite interview section of the show?
2: Yes, it bloody well is. Oh, this okay. is the one. <laughs> Why, Why Peters? Why is it so good? Junkyard Dog coming out and going,
4: whoo, 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 woo.
2: Incredible. His voice is bloody lovely. And then the fact that he goes to Jim Cornette, who appears from nowhere, that he's been to his mum's house. Yeah, it's was... almost like <laughs> one of those jokes where, so your mum. One of those type of jokes. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Oh, right. And it just made me laugh. Andy's got a lovely voice. It's just, It, it was just great because Cornetto like, overreacts the fact that Junkyard you know, Dog's been to his mum's house in Kentucky.
3: And not only that, but he just gave his mum's house a home address away on national yeah. TV. Yeah, just gave away
2: a random address on TV. <laughs> as well. I wonder
3: if anyone in Kentucky actually tried to find that address. I guess it would be more difficult is days because you didn't have Google Maps or anything, did you? When you've, uh, if
2: we get any listeners in Kentucky, please tell us, have you uh, tried to find th- that address? Find, find it now. See who's there
0: now. See and tell them. Tell was them, you, them you Google
2: Maps it, actually. I can't remember what it, it, was, it? Right down. No, was. No, I didn't. But Kentucky listeners, if you're out there, tell us, do you live in that house now? Or okay. do you know anyone that lives in that house? But no, going back to doing our dog. Yeah, I thought it was just a really funny little segment, to be fair. And I think this was probably the best out of the lot, as well. Here we have it, Terry Peters. Junkie, Biggy, chunky-eyed dog fan. Never thought I'd,
0: I'd see that. We then go on to another tag match. So what is this, D? So this is the one. 27, I think. Uh, two, three, fourth Fourth tag match out of six matches, and one of them was a hair vest hair match between two managers. <laughs> so we've got... The Rock and Roll Express, another tag team that we saw <laughs> last week, show. with that the was, original members. straight strange, yeah. Against no, they had the original members last time. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Again with the original members. <laughs> yeah. Eight years in the future, eight years, <laughs> they still had the original members. And there again, the fabulous Freebirds in what's been called a corporal punishment match. So a corporal punishment match is a strap match, but. Much to JR's confusion, they're not, <laughs> <laughs> the straps are attached to each other. But they're, they're attached to every ring post. So this iteration of the three birds is Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes. Will, strap match? Do you enjoy it? Well, it
3: Did wasn't you, really a strap match. Is It was, a young, it a few times. Jim Ross and Paul Blurk had built out the entire show. I was like, oh yeah, they're going to have straps attached to him. He's uh, like, oh, I got a minute. What?
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone tell
3: <laughs> yeah this is what i mean like wcw wasn't as professional outfit as wwf it like, didn't feel the sort of
2: stuff did
4: it
3: no it really it really did not
4: but even yeah, if
0: you think it, it was... it wrong the first time show sure someone's listening and gone jim no stop saying it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this are gonna be on the posts well, you would yeah. have thought so, wouldn't
3: you? unless they just changed the match stage and that was the plan because jim ross is like he meticulously prepared, isn't he but well, the way it really straps was my like whips, aren't they? Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, kinky shit, wasn't it? But yeah, I I love um Bad Street USA. Obviously, that was great. Yeah, that was, was belt yeah. yeah, it takes it ages for it to kick. You, you, they should wait. I mean, it's too late now. because we're tired. But they should wait longer before they come out backstage for their songs to kick in, because they don't kick in until they get in. It's in the ring until they get in the ring I and mean, just does the same on the WWF game, all the WWE games now as well when you play playing as Michael Pierce says, which I'm sure everyone does that's me <laughs> <laughs> True that's street, Atlanta, G8, and then it's done yeah. yeah but I want I want to hear Bad Street in the whole USA I
0: didn't know this um, but just a quick one on Bad Street Brad Armstrong was in the Fabulous free Beds for a bit under a mask known as Bad Street
4: oh well I didn't know that <laughs> there
0: you go Tay Peters what did you think of this the 95th tag match on this card?
2: My second favourite match of the card. Is it really? You prepared yeah. this one? You
0: prepared this one to the Midnight Express one?
2: Yeah. I, I think it was more because I, I'm i probably a bit biased towards the Freebirds because I bloody love the music. But as well, I thought, again, it just felt that little bit different with the, the weird whip things. I was disappointed the way that it was built up as a strap match. To me, we, that is... You're attached by the wrist to each other with the straps, which I've seen with JBL and Eddie Guerrero before in WWE. I was looking but, forward to seeing how they do it with two tag teams. Yeah, but I think when you look at some of the things they did, like there was, they cho- did a bit of choking around the neck, you know, with the the whips, not in a kinky way either. So before we get that fucking
3: going, it <laughs> nobody, was nobody was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it was Just quite a heavy.
2: <laughs> It was quite ahead of its time, really, wasn't it? Because to say, it, at this point, you wouldn't have ever thought they'd do something like that, really. And then, like, probably you go eight years down the line, seven years down the line in WWE, then that would have they would have done that all the time. To me, it was—I thought it was two good teams, and I really like the Rock and Roll Express's jukebox as well, which Father Peters has one very much similar in his household. Andy Peters. Andy Peters, Andy yeah. <laughs> Matt <Mark> Lawrence. <laughs> And Peters and Matt Lawrence and raised the child.
4: Terry topias. <laughs>
2: That's a sitcom. it's happened? I do have one issue with this match, though. Go on. What's your Which issue? Was the finish.
0: So the finish was a uh, uh, Michael Hayes. No, he didn't. in the PS at this point? Did he? <laughs> it's just Michael Hayes. maybe it wasn't pure sexy. Um, he hits the DDT. Then showboats far too much, was it? Another DDT. Ricky Morton. It's a pretty nice sunset flip. From the sort of rope, pins Michael like Hayes. Peter, what did you not enjoy about that?
2: The lovely son head Flip. Ricky Martin's not the legal man.
0: Oh, was he not? Well, it's, it's, it's just a straight match, though, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah.
2: they've been tag- they've been <laughs> tagging in and out all night. You can't just <laughs> say <laughs> it right at the end. That's a straight match, isn't it? Yeah, match. it was... You've got the legal man. So like, I, I
3: just thought it was another dissatisfying finish. I you thought it to finish. No, Bill, that was I, I kind of want the seven moves of doom or whatever in, in one yeah, or two matches. a bit of
2: build-up because he's done the DET, then he's showboating to hit another one, and then Ricky Morton comes out of nowhere and scores
3: a shot pin over him. Yeah, see, I don't like that. I, just, just, I, just, well, I wanted one match on the bloody card where it was just like a normal, traditional finish. They're all this bloody dis- unsatisfying finishes. And I thought they were two entertaining teams as well, actually. You could tell
2: they both had some charisma about them, to me.
0: Yeah, I... I, I would have probably enjoyed it more if it wasn't the fourth out of six.
2: Yeah, that is the only tag, thing that tag matches. Matches. That is, that's the, well, when we get
4: to the reviews. And if they use the
0: straps more, they were there for like two spots and then they swung about their heads when they won. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You, you think of a strap match, you think, you're going to think, why are they doing a strap match? They obviously don't like each other. This is a, normally, like, at the end of a feud, so the feud's as hot as it's going to be, that's why they have a strap match, to do a corporal punishment match, so, you know, so they can inflict as much damage on each other, and then to not use them.
2: And that's what it built up the entire show. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with that. I do agree with that, to be fair. But, like I say, I think, I think when you look at the wrestlers, they were both really over as well, weren't they? And the crowd were really loud for them again. And the old man heckling Michael Hayes, Was great. I don't know if anyone noticed him. There's a guy who's bolder than me and Teddy Long. Are we going to be bolder than you? (laughs) He's 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 shiny. Is he not a rat tail? (laughs) No. He was heckling Michael Hayes, and that was really funny to watch. Like, there's two quite old men being restrained by security guards (laughs) for having a go at Michael Hayes. Incredible stuff.
0: So, yeah, they go 18 minutes. And then we go to another interview. Tony Schiavone is interviewing. He's billed as the world's strongest man. Yeah, I did. I couldn't find anywhere that said he was at one point his world's strongest man. That's because it's Mark Henry. Doug Fairness. He's talking about Sting for a bit. And then Sting comes out by, yeah, to be interviewed by Schiavone. And I think he must say Little Stingers more times than JR said Robocop. Oh, <laughs> good God.
3: Little Stingers. All the way through it. <laughs> oh, all you little stingers I just I don't understand these
0: I don't understand these well idiots. I think it's it's a take on
3: Hulkamaniac isn't
0: it? right no but just the interviews in general so like the first match Johnny Ace comes out straight away and then now they started doing these interviews they just haven't added anything
3: I don't know why they've done them no, this was the fairness. worst one a
0: lot. yeah, but, but, yeah <laughs> well, what was well, it well, to
3: say took fairness to the... I don't even know what I said it, 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 was was Sting's, little...
0: injury,
3: Sting's injury, wasn't he? But then Sting clearly seems fine. But all we know is that Dave Meltzer last night said that Doug Fairness was a better wrestler than John Cena or Andy Otten. see Did you yeah. Did you pick that up from that promo? No. Did just... you pick it up is there? Is anything other than a random bloke off the street? What you're forgetting, though, is uh Dave Meltzer's uh, full of shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, with Meltzer. Again. Well, have your opinion on wrestling, but it, it's an opinion, it's not fact. So other people can have a, an opposite opinion to you. You might like this and I might like that, so that's fine. Me liking this doesn't affect in any way the fact that you like that. So, hey, it Because eh? I know you're listening, because you're probably, <laughs> yeah. Stop putting your opinion on everybody like it's facts. I'm siding with Bischoff and Pritchard. <laughs> Comrad, if, you, if you're if you listening comrade you know hook us up <laughs> what are Star- you going to do a podcast then We're, no we just put us on his network
3: <laughs> uh, invite yeah. us to invite us to goddamn Starcast <laughs> we, could, we could maybe get like squeeze one episode out of Terry's wrestling career and yeah, then
0: uh... we've got a good we've got a good five minutes out of your wrestling career <laughs> we did that last week yeah, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> Let's repeated twice though then. In Invite us to Starcast and we'll have an open debate with Meltzer, tell him why he's wrong. <laughs> Despite me just saying that everyone's got their own opinion. for tell him why he's definitely wrong. There's <laughs> why. All right, and then we go on to um for me, this sums this pay-per-view up more than anything else. So not only do we have a tag team match, Teddy Long is involved in the tag team match. <laughs> This is like the two worlds collided. So we've got Doom, Ron Simmons, and Butch Reed there with Teddy Long. Teddy Long's now obviously wearing the Doom rag. So Vince, you didn't do it first. <laughs> Teddy Long did it before you. This is that dead shit? Now against the Steiner brothers for the NWA World Tag Team titles. I know. First things I noticed was Doom dressed exactly like the acolytes. I picked that up as well. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Even with the little arm streaks. Yeah, the little arm tags.
0: I mean, this is the most jacked I've ever seen Ron Simmons close best friend of me and Terry Peters.
2: Yeah. Was massive, wasn't he? He was absolutely huge, wasn't he? He looked um, bigger than the Road Warriors earlier on. Yeah, they did look and massive. they were massive. So Teddy
0: Long's wearing his zebra do-rag. <laughs> the Stamper was ripping it off, and I genuinely couldn't see any
2: difference. <laughs> the thing is that they've obviously gone back as well, and then they've just not shaved it. They've just left that. <laughs> bit that he's had cut off it looks stupid at least he's going to lose the heavy hair, hair shave the full thing yeah and, and, and then and show why that, yeah and show people
0: but yeah there's one point he said there's one point in the last match going mental at Michael Hayes there's one point where some guy in the crowd was going absolutely crazy at butchery. <laughs> he's getting held back by security it's like
2: legit the thing is as well that's one man you won't want to have a go at in it as well <laughs> it's a very very hard hitting match uh, for me
0: if I had watched this match just like, say, in two weeks' time, just this match, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But I was just sick of the same formulaic tag match at this point. Hmm. Where the heels are beating down the babyface and he tags in for the hot tag. That It works once on a card, you can't do it all the
2: time. Not when you've got five tag matches.
0: Yeah, so we've had seven matches and this is the fifth tag. <laughs> Lou, what did you think of Doom and the Steiners?
3: Yeah, I think you just summed it up for me. I, I was just running out of things to say at this point, because it's just the same as every match on the card at this point. Like, I
4: just...
3: There's just no else there you can do. I was like, standalone, yes, they're probably good, but uh, technically I imagine, yes, they're, they're really good matches, but for me at this point, I was just like, it's the same match I've seen I don't know how many times now it could have been on the first match to sure could have been on the third match whatever it was yeah I just kind of I just kind of, ran out of things. I was just kind of waiting for the main event at this point just trying to like, let's get through another tag match and then let's get to the main event yeah Tay
0: Peters you, you feel similar too much
2: the problem was that again this was a good tag match because I like the teams that were in it I thought they were both hard hitting teams but they'd overdone it by this point but to be fair there was some bits I did like about this match there's a power driver. And instead of the man, the man's it being like chest to chest, it was back to chest, which is not something you often see when hitting the power driver. If that may, if you if you you know sort of see what I'm saying. Um isn't, isn't that just a standard power driver? No, because it's usually chest to chest, isn't it? Well, a tombstone is. Jerry Lawler. Pal- Jerry Lawler's power driver is his back to chest. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <it's brilliant. laughs> you put the head to that. Yeah, that. I've got yeah, well, okay. Well, we, <laughs> the, the power driver, anyway, I thought. Was really cool. And the Frankensteiner. Yeah. Steiner, I thought that was quite good, actually, for, especially for a big man to sort of do pull that sort of move. I mean, it did look a bit clunky when on the ending of it, but to me, it, it was good, but it wasn't the best one. And I think, at like this point, you're probably a bit overdone with tag matches. But I think if you put these two in a match on another card... You're probably gonna you're gonna have a really good match that you're gonna really enjoy. Yeah,
0: so they go on 19 minutes. Teddy Long interferes. One of the Steiners is on the top rope. Uh, Ron Simmons drags him off the top rope. Butch Reed falls on on top of Rick Steiner, and he wins by pinfall. They are the new tag team champions, and they immediately go into an interview with Tony Schiavone. And said this last week about Farouk. Well. well but he's now Ron Simmons in this. Stop interviewing him
2: after the match because he's always out of breath. <laughs> I'll tell you what else I did like in this match: Teddy Long always shouting at the cameraman to get out of his face.
4: Yeah,
0: but again, this is the first time I've seen Teddy Long. Though I'm, I like Teddy Long,
2: but enough's enough. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a bit like how Zelina Vega's is getting, isn't it?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Overexposure.
0: Yeah, too much. And I get you want factions, but they don't have to be all the show.
2: Or maybe if they are, only
0: like once a week. So they've got new tag team champions. I thought it would have been decent on another card, but another tag match. We've already got a title change. We've already got somebody interfering. We've already had... (laughs) It's just, yeah, more of the same. And we finally get to the main event. So it's what they've been building up all the way through. Even though Sting's not actually in it, <laughs> it's Lex Luger, the current US champion against Ric Flair, current NWA champion. It's in a steel cage, but a weird steel cage. This is It's more like a hell in a cell, it sort of goes around the ring and it's carved in at the top. Luke, you're somebody who likes big structures in
3: wrestling, Um, what did you think of this, this I cage? believe, is this the Thunderdome or is that in a different promotion? I but it's, it's it's yeah similar they used it again in halloween havoc not the great one with the uh, tower of doom somewhere else i remember mean, 98 with a uh, piper and now again i think AEW you've got some this now isn't it have is not
0: it, its it open top mill in the cell kind of thing in it it was dead. yeah it was
3: very high yeah. so it was obviously like it's meant to uh, keep people in out. at the top well, wasn't it yeah it was... it angled in at the top to stop people getting in or getting in or out basically yeah um Obviously, stopping people interfering, which is why it closed around the manager, of a woman. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Day. I like the idea of it. Like, I think I presume you could only win by pinfall, which did mean that the um climb up this cage spots were kind of deft. But then but, you, you need you need those the logical steps. That's how you end up with people on top of the helmet Cell. There's no reason to go up there ever.
4: Yeah, you need, you need a
3: slight
0: gap in logic. I guess, traditionally, the cage matches to stop people getting involved. So, always in- it's only WWF who pin, I no, who escape the cage. Yeah. Which really annoys me. I right? don't modern stuff, but WWF, or WWE, stop opening the cage door for him. You lock it for a reason. What's the point of having a the ref there to take and they go
2: door and open the door for me? To What's be the a, point? Cage ma- a cage match, you should yeah. always have to escape out the
0: top. Yeah, but they, they go to the corner. Should
4: be
2: right?
0: Yeah, that's... I think you should end in the cage. I think you should pin in the cage. That's how, I, I'm quite old school in that thinking. But that's a, traditionally how it was done in the South, so NWA, WCW. But this match comes about because at Wrestle War, the previous pay-per-view, Lugas on the verge of winning the title, but the Horsemen have attacked Sting, uh, and then Luger's going to pick either save Sting or win the title. He picks to save Sting. So Flair's still a champion. Like you said, Lil Flair comes out accompanied by a woman. Well, became Nancy Sullivan, and became Nancy Benoit, but you know. Oh, is that and, who it
2: was? I didn't yeah. wonder who that was actually. Yeah,
0: she's a sort of valet for the for the horseman.
2: I remember her being in TNA. At uh, TNA, sorry, WCW. ECW, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah, don't know where buddy TNA came from. She, she she definitely went in TNA. Rest, rest
0: no, I
4: don't.
3: Know. I don't <laughs> should like I? Should I be? Should I have TNA? I don't think so. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> no. don't don't Google it. <laughs> Got to get my Google on.
0: Yeah, like you say, the cage comes down around the round woman, so she's like a valet inside the cage. She gets searched, finds an international object, and apparently they said international objects, because everyone has a go at Vince McMahon, right, for not liking certain words. But apparently Ted Turner didn't like the word foreign. So instead of it being a foreign object, that's why it's an international object.
3: But which loses the meaning because it's not the same. It? <laughs> right,
0: it's... it's foreign because it's not it's
3: from not meant the to be, ring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not international, is it? Because it could come from anywhere. Uh, it's like a foreign body in your body, and it? it's not the same. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it's,
2: it's something that's not meant to be there, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's why
0: call it 10, ten, ten doesn't didn't like the word foreign. So you know, everyone's got Vince McMahon for, for title and not Bell and stuff, but this is ridiculous. <laughs>
3: Illegal, illegal objects to be met meta, Yeah. Yeah. What Do
2: we do? We, either of you have a, know, happen to know what it was?
3: It looked like a stack of dimes. I thought it was a stack of dimes. I thought it was like an inhaler or something. So, <laughs>
2: I've got all to fair, It looked a bit like that thing that, got, that <laughs> Kevin know. Sullivan dropped from but, the tower. So
3: he, he checks one glove, finds that, and then he goes, all right, fair enough, get on with a match now. She's carrying that in the first place he checks. Yeah, not a good What set. else has she got? Not a good he, set
2: as
0: well. You're oh, get
3: yeah, out you the cage. Yeah, why was, yeah, there? There? yeah why was she there? Why
2: was she there? Why
0: have they made a cage big enough to go right round the ring to accompany her? <laughs> well,
3: you have been a Hell in a Cell match to the outside, did not they?
0: Yeah, well, Heyman did indeed, yeah. wasn't under
3: Coffee, Coffee Kingston did.
0: I don't know. So, Flair comes out with a big gold belt. I didn't realise it was on at this time. Lou, you've got some strong opinions on belts. What do you think of the big gold?
3: It is the greatest wrestling belt of all time. I agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree you with you. I, so I, I think this is probably yeah. one of the first things on as
2: sort of a belt or something like that that we've all actually agreed on.
3: Yeah, so obviously the uh, the readers, um, the, the listeners spoke last week and the ECW title might. Um, I put a, a, a poll that was obviously just kind of, you know, pretty neutral. It is. Um, it was a the glorious, the glorious silver phoenix got fifty seven percent of the vote and the stupid nice Toy belt got 43%. You're a disgrace. So, <laughs> do you feel proud for getting a tainted win? Do you I feel do, proud? I do. The, the good listeners are wrestling around. Um, kind of sided with me. The glorious silver. Is it just? A, it's a nice title belt. No. Yeah, but I'm not saying it's not a nice title belt. I'm saying it's not as good as the ECW
0: original belt so much better. It's bigger. It's rest than, better. The on around listeners.
3: I mean, it's got it's more beds. with. Disappointed. And
0: disappointed here.
3: you he fell into his trap. <laughs> this
0: stupid weighted
3: question. I don't, I don't care. That was a loaded question at all. He's looking at you, Phil. And then got your
0: friends <laughs> to vote for ah, it. oh, talk about using bots
3: to win a <laughs> scumbag. Out, yeah, that's what you are. Hey, there's no bots involved. That's legitimate. <laughs> Absolutely, it's shocking, wonderful. But wonderful. we all agree that the
0: big gold belt is the best belt. So yeah, the search woman found. Something. He puts it in his pocket. The international objects, and we have a cage match. This uh I thought quite a good cage match. Flair obviously gets bust open.
3: Yes, <laughs> yeah. he, was oh, in
2: he get open? I didn't really under- See how it happened.
0: It's <laughs> he,
3: just Ric Flair. Like if he spends five minutes longer in a match, he just just bleeds. <laughs> True. It looks like if he
0: like, catches in on the ropes, there's his
3: entry. It <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts going on oh, out too long. He just, you know, when you get nosebleeds, he gets just forehead bleeds. <laughs> it's very strange. I do
2: like that image though, Ric Flair with the bleach blonde hair and then just the red coming through all of it. Yeah. Crimson is that mask because he it. Yeah. Is that not just classic Flair? Yeah. The oh, weird bit about
3: this, just for me, was that he got introduced as a six-time
2: World
3: well, champion. Yeah, that was wild. That's that sixteen. Was but it shows you how, like, so he, I think he said
0: in commentary, he dominated the eighties. Is he going to dominate the nineties? So he's only a six-time champion because they kept it a lot longer before yeah. they sort of rush booking of the Attitude Era. Yeah, my my issue with Flair busting himself open is, you know, he had that great retirement match at WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels. Unbelievable, one of the best matches of all time. I don't care what anybody says. Perfect way to go out. And then about a couple months later, he's on TNA, cutting himself up. and <laughs> Do you know what I
3: mean? Why? He said himself, he needed the money. It himself, need money. Yeah. It, it's
4: yeah,
3: it's, so, money. it's because... so sad that Flair and Hogan's last matches Into were internet. in TNA. So you... I'm going to get some more heat from the internet now. But I really hope that Chris Jericho's last match isn't in AW. I think right, he'll come on. We'll I really hope he has one more in WWE before he finishes.
4: He'll
0: come back. Yeah, you can't have his last match <laughs> That's
3: enough. all our list has gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll,
0: I think he'll go back. What's his contract like two years? I think he'll yeah.
3: go back. But yeah, I don't I, I don't know, it's just you always know WWE's gonna be there. You want your last you want your last match in the in the you really like it out of WWE or in wrestling history now. Yeah. So you won you want your last match there, don't you, if you're a big star. And I also think um, there's no... I don't care what anybody says. There is no
0: bigger event than WrestleMania. So if you can, if you're an absolute legend, like... Whoa, 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 whoa. What's oh, bigger than WrestleMania? Oh, the NGW. Every oh, really? It's every Wednesday. It was not a wrestling event, is it? Yes, it
3: <laughs> is. No, there's no, res- no wrestling matches happening. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the NGW uh, yeah. anniversary show every
0: month.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is... NGW, people. the ultimate show, damn.
0: Oh, Peter's ridiculous comment. <laughs> <laughs> is there, you know, if you're an absolute legend, like Flair, like Hogan, like Jericho, they're all legends. You want your last match on the biggest stage of them all, which is WrestleMania. I don't care what anybody says. So I think I think I want him to – I think he'll come back. But I think Jericho knows as well. Yeah, I think he does. Jericho's not an idiot. I think Jericho – I understand why he's doing it. He's probably getting a lot of money off AEW. But I think he'll, I think he'll go back. But yeah, that is what it is. But yeah, Flair, if you do have another match, just you don't have to push yourself up. No, please don't have another match. <laughs>
3: <laughs> come on, let's just, <laughs> please, let's just say out now. We... Rick I know you're listening. Please
4: do not have another match. It's, it's Flair, sad to be playing that match on... in
2: CNA but no, nah, come on. Flair versus Andrade. I don't think that's never gonna happen.
3: It could do it for the, if Andrade wants to marry Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, he and takes it for a drive through wedding ladder match <laughs> ladder match for the for the wedding certificate or something.
0: Oh, right so yeah we're in, into the match so halfway through the match the flares bust open Luger hits a superplex and then it's his knee even though his this knee doesn't hit the floor <laughs>
3: but they focus on you know, his knee a lot it. though didn't they right, what is it's that it's like Luger's not a very good wrestler
2: but they also said, yeah. didn't they I don't know how true it is or not that he'd been had a, quite a big infection been in the hospital
0: no, this is this this is a work. This is for the match. Mm-hmm. I don't think is actually it. But he could have done the same thing, pulling him off the side of the cage and then landing funny, but not actually landing funny. It just it the angle didn't do him many favors whatsoever and his knee clearly didn't hit it. And even the commentary team was like, "Oh, oh, oh! Well, I guess it's hit his knee." <laughs> so that sort of gives uh, Ric Flair sort of control over the match. Halfway through, the four horsemen come down. This is Oli, uh Anne and Sid. Then Sting comes out. Starts fighting with him. Ole's trying to climb out the cage. Sting pulls him off. Um, Sting comes out and it's three on one. And we're expecting somebody.
4: There we are.
0: <laughs> expecting, we need a hero to come save Sting and to even the odds. And there's only one man for the job. Elegante. Giant Gonzalez somehow, looking even more stupid than he did in WWE. He <laughs> looks like a Power Ranger. All right, Luke, right, you said it earlier, and I'm pretty sure this is what you're about to say now, but you, why do you agree that... Let me see if this is what you're thinking. You're thinking they could have done the exact same spot they did earlier with Sting coming out putting them in the cage right now. Yeah, they
3: could have done the whole, Robocop could have made the save in the main event. Yeah. Well, it's like, oh, they don't, would have made they don't want to ruin the main event so let's get Elegante to do it instead. But, uh, I know he was a big signing because they mentioned him early on, didn't they? They had a press conference with um, Ted
0: Turner. I believe at the time they thought they got the next Andre the Giant. Yeah, because he's a massive lad, isn't he? And he, yeah, was he, a, was he basketball
3: the, player. Lance Hawks. He's, I,
0: I found... Argentinian basketball player in the all. no? Yeah. Um,
3: oh, I
4: see.
3: Yeah, rest in peace. Um, but yeah I, just, I don't know like, I don't know what the TV schedule is like it's obviously Nitro wasn't a thing at the time but surely if you've got Robocop and you're hyping Robocop up and there's a save from Robocop's main sting, the the Robocop needs to do for his main staying in the main event then let Robocop do it yeah why well, is this fella coming out and where, where's is the Robocop thing? Is he sat at the back like, now nah, I don't admit I'm not...
0: <laughs> I've already done my bit for
3: justice. <laughs> I don't know why earlier I said, you can't take it too seriously. But this is a logic app that could have easily, easily, easily been filled. See, right,
0: it even adds up because they did the old thing with Robocop coming out and the camera getting took off him. They could have then had the next match. That don't make any sense if is isn't going to appear a
3: minute later I, I honestly reckon what's his, whatever his name was the Robocop actor Randy Anderson whatever it was Peter Wheeler Randy, Peter Wheeler Randy Anderson still has been an absolute legend yeah it's true it's true I reckon he said Lads, actually, I've got to go yeah I think he walked out once and thought Christ this suit is heavy yeah well, say, <laughs> how long
0: took
3: to, say how long it took us to get to the bloody
4: uh, ring yeah, yeah
3: maybe that's but... it that, maybe he was trying to
4: interfere <laughs>
3: He was his dresser was on the other side of the or something, so he was just like hobbling around. Like, it, just just, took a, it just took him a long time, so like he was going to be even up the odds, but he went off the air. And just
0: imagine, uh, elegante was sat
3: there,
0: like frantically moving his head, watching Robocop, knowing he's going to get there in time. <laughs> yeah,
3: we're going to have to send him out instead. Elegante, uh... you could put the same costume on; it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. <laughs> <And> just, <laughs> just
0: head out, head out there. Oh, so Gante comes out to make the save. But, oh, no. Somehow, Ole Anderson has got control of the cage. So he lifts the cage up. And in all the confusion, Barry Wyndham comes in and attacks Luger. Thus, drawing a DQ? So Luger is the winner of the match. And it's via DQ. Ole Anderson, the bloody wily, wily cat, he then lowers down the cage. He's racing the horseman roll in. And he puts it back down.
3: Ah, oh, absolute shambles! It was <laughs> crying out for Robocop to come out and just rip the side off the cage. Exactly, Rip the entire side off.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, somehow the cage finally goes back up. JR's going ballistic on commentary. Sting gets in. Django Gonzalez comes in. Fight the horsemen out, and then the horsemen are running out. They've been attacked at this point. That's just that. Something Shivani says. Yeah, lads. And <laughs> 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 you. Flair, what's all that done your idea? Yeah. Say a few words. Flair yeah. <laughs> says a few words. Yeah. yeah, Well, Flair does what Flair does best and screams and shouts, rips a, rips of like a, a poster or that a sign of somebody in the
3: crowd, yeah. rips it up. I up, thought it was Because fly was getting on a bit, but it's not, is it? He was, it was doing the same thing 30 years ago. Yeah. You know where yeah. it comes out now? As a promo, raw makes zero sense whatsoever. Yeah. That's, oh, the deal is going to be old now. Isn't but no, 30 years ago. The
0: exact exact thing. Same thing. Yeah, so Sting attacks him again. Chases him off. jalen Gonzalez is... To be fair, at this point, jalen Gonzalez is moving as slowly as Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> He's just stood around. The horsemen leave. The old thing's 17 minutes. Flair's still the champ. Lugas won by DQ. It's a mess. Peters, what did you think?
2: Where do I even begin? I thought the match itself up until a point was okay because obviously as we spoke about they made a deal about let's look at his knee and the problems that he'd had with it and i thought it was quite good that flair was then you know focusing attacks on that i didn't like that woman was still at ringside I thought that was stupid also we
0: didn't mention this earlier but um the name woman is incredibly it's, offensive yeah
2: <laughs> it's just awful isn't it There's, there is a There is one thing I do like, and Ric Flair, he gets whipped into the corner by Luger and then sort of flips over the turnbuckle, then runs across the apron and does an elbow onto Luger. I thought that was really clever. But then once the shenanigans start happening, it just becomes a complete mess. And I absolutely hated it because of that. It just took every bit of credibility that that main event had to nothing because there was just so much going on, so much confusion. And then you get, like you said, you get Sid stood there not doing a great deal. Giant Gonzalez stood there doing not a great deal as well, just sort of looking. And then you get the for getting English at the end of it all. Yeah, just not good. It was almost like when I forgot English that day. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That's a story for another time. Uh, We'll (laughs) get to that one maybe next week. The Terry Peters forgot English.
0: I did enjoy the cage match itself, I would have enjo- I didn't enjoy the shenanigans. I would have enjoyed them a lot more if there was a bit of logic to them. Lou, what was your opinions on, on the the main event as a whole?
3: Uh, the match itself, I started really getting into. I thought oh, it was quite good actually, because so I always remember Luger being a bit rubbish, which I think you know to be he, he was. So I'm not wrong with that. But I felt like you, I can you can pull a good match out of him. Could pull a good match out of anyone at this point. So I actually I, I really enjoyed it. The ending was a bit. I mean, you were with for Robocop. That's what I'm going to say from this. <laughs> but short, here we go. It's the event. The subtitle is Return of Robocop. The heroes are in danger. Robocop. Come on. Get, get yourself out of here. But no, I don't know. I, I found it interesting, though, because I know there's a lot of chat now about how cage matches are devalued because, you know, the end of interference when it should be. I mean, this happened 30 years ago. Yeah. It does annoy me, though, in a sense. Like a cage match doesn't seem like a big deal anymore. But I think when when you're making such a big deal about how it's, like, impenetrable, you can't get into this cage, the fact that someone could just quite easily lift it kind of ruins it for me. It's a bit, like, entirely different circumstances. When Kane and Bray Wyatt had the Inferno match, or the Ring of Fire, whatever it was called, and they were like, oh, my God, like, the Wyatt family can't interfere. And then they just turned up for a couple of fire extinguishers, you know, that's cheap. They felt the same here, really. It was just like, oh, you just lifted the cage, of course. Cool. Like, why was it security? WCW. The they had Robocop there. You could just guide the, guide the controls. Randy Anderson did out come the cage out
0: with the refs. So.
3: Well, if he was Randy Anderson, should be there, shouldn't he? Just nussing yeah. people and they come in.
0: <laughs> just, see, he picks on fixed fights with uh, Jim Garnett, <laughs> but they won't pick a
3: fight with Ollie Anderson. <laughs> I know.
4: Come on. But
3: yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a bit cheap on it. Like I don't mind it too much. Like cause it's watching it in a bubble, it's kind of it's frustrating. But we, I don't know what happened next. I don't know if that kind of led on to the next pay per view. So the, the
0: next pay per view was going and Bash, and that was Sting and flare Oh no, okay, it's, it's fucking bollocks. Like it should just be. <laughs> least... Should
3: have
0: just beaten. Should yeah, have just Yeah. Like... you could for me, you could have had the Horseman coming out. And then Sting and Robocop
3: fight him off. And then but Flair beats Luger in Yeah. I don't mind a cheap finish if it leads to something. But if it's a cheap finish because you just kind of protected Luger or whatever. Like, I don't think it helps. Personally. I mean, it's just it's a bit Luger. lame. It's just a flag if you know, It's just under a slight shenanigans. But D, DQ in a cage match? It's yeah. Luger lost his title a couple months later on. I don't want a DQ in a cage match.
0: No, I agree with you there. It's... I didn't think there was any rules in the cage match. No. So that's the end of it. That's three hours of, of 1990's Capital Combat. Not as bad as I was expecting. Terry Peters, if you were to sum up the pay-per-view as a whole, were you impressed? Were you surprised? Were you disappointed? <laughs> Said you enjoyed it earlier. Do you stand by them statements right now?
2: Just one final point. There was a credit outro.
0: There isn't a lot of WCW sure. things
2: yeah I just, thought it was, I just thought it was a bit weird
0: even really. I think, even later on there's definitely one I've seen Bischoff's name yeah
2: I think I think we saw some with uh, on centre 96 in the archives um, overall I was surprised at this. as I said last week when you asked me the question was I looking forward to it and my answer was no there was a lot more on this that I enjoyed than I thought <clears throat> however going through it with you guys I maybe sort of I know I said the the cage match lost all credibility with all the shenanigans at the end but it up until that point, it was a good match, and I did enjoy it up until that bit. So, maybe saying it lost all credibility was a bit harsh on it. If I was to give it a score, I'd maybe give it a six and a half, six point eight, something like that. I think to me, there was too many tag matches. I think they all went on for roughly the same time, apart from the best one, which didn't make it to home video and went on for only ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Ten
0: minutes, ten minutes longer. Yeah, yeah,
2: and that and that was the best one. But other than that, I think there is. I have recommended actually to this morning to someone that first tag match and the Rock and Roll Express versus the Freebirds to, to watch if you've got a spare sort of half an hour in your day. And other than that, yeah, I think, But I like to see as well just the people, the faces that you see and then how many went back to WWE going forward as well. So, yeah, yeah I think there's stuff in there for everyone to be fair on this one. If you have to, if you have to, just a bit of a couple of good matches watch watch the Free Bears versus the Rock and Roll Express and the first tag match
0: yeah, I've Pete's recommendations, I, I sort of agree with you there, um, I, I would give it I wouldn't go any higher than a 7 because I just don't think you can with all the multi-tag matches on it yeah and that's
2: why i think a six point, six and a half, six point eight. six point eight yeah
0: right? but it is it is enjoyable seeing people in the prime like so for instance i don't remember the steiner brothers like this so it was interesting seeing them it's the same with road warriors seeing them i've only ever seen them after the primes midnight express is the same rock and roll express so it's quite interesting seeing them, as all. Well. even flair to an extent to sort of see Just flair at a bit speed.
2: different as well isn't it yeah if we will wouldn't Normally, watch which is probably again another reason why I enjoyed it a bit more than what I thought I would.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed this a hell of a lot more than I thought I would. There's some certain logic actually but I think as a whole, the pay per view wasn't actually that bad. It's just some of these matches didn't need to be there. Did they put a few, took a, two, three tag matches out, minimum singles matches or triple threats or whatever? It's or just varied
3: just just the book and style of them.
0: Yeah. It would have been, it could've probably
3: could have been a lot higher. Lou, what was your opinion of a, on a whole? Uh I don't think I'd give it a six and a half. I think I'd probably give it like a four and a half. Really? I, yeah. I won't watch I won't watch it again. I I don't know, I didn't it wasn't chaotic enough for me. You know you know what I kinda of like I like the <laughs> RoboCop ripping cage doors, I think chaotic. Yeah, but it didn't come out <laughs> at the end. It didn't come out of the end, did he? Where was he? he needed the most, wasn't Let us down, Robocop. <laughs> but yeah it was that, those parts are chaotic but it was just the, the matches were so formulaic yeah that after a while I was like the first one I match I really enjoyed and I thought this isn't going to be as bad as I thought and then after a while it kind of settled into a pattern I can't remember what match it was now It was a match like three or four in mind I just thought oh, do you know, I'm, I'm a bit bored now yeah they were very similar type- yeah. it, I, I enjoyed the main event like, it was a bit of shenanigans and it was a bit you know I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind a cheap finish if it leads to something or something happens out of it yeah, um, I feel like I sound like a real disappointment The Robocop didn't come out now. <laughs> but it just no, obvious it, logic, it, it, like that I, was, nice I uh, was waiting for him to come out. Yeah, yeah, it's just a bit weird. I mean,
0: I mean, we've it's hard sometimes to judge because we've seen what happens after, so we've seen Elegante and we know how big he is and we know he's crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, I imagine in '90, if you've never seen how. He comes out, maybe.
3: Oh Christ! Yeah,
0: remember the, temp, the first time Greg Khali came out? Yeah. Uh, oh my! Oh my God! But you know, Robocop should have come out. If you're going to pay him, if he's going to say that, like, I'm going to do one thing on the show. Why waste it? Yeah.
4: On a random
0: middle segment, I don't know. But that was Capital Combat 1990. Decent. I'd say the cage match is probably worth watching. There's a couple of other matches on there that are, are decent, but just don't watch it all together. So if you've got,
3: yeah, the, the only match I really enjoyed. Really enjoyed. Yeah.
0: I was, imp- I was a bit sceptical when that is wrestling, but, you know, it was all right. Next week, though, we're jumping forward 15 years. We are go- skipping the attitude here. We're going, hey, is this still Ruthless Aggression? I guess it is. It's the height of Ruthless Aggression. Judgment Day 05, Cena, JBL, Lou, are you excited?
3: I am. I've heard a lot about this I Quit Match main event, and I've never seen it, so I'm very excited to, uh, to finally watch it.
0: Good. Terry Peters, Judgment Day 05, have you seen it before? This is the first time you've I've seen, seen it. The I've seen the I Quit match. And was you a
2: fan? Uh, yeah, back? I enjoyed it. I will, probably about 13 years ago that I watched it, something like that. So it's a long time since i watched it. But yeah, it was good. It was when good you say 15 years ago, was, did you watch it after the event? Or do you mean 15 years ago it was
0: actually on? No, I watched it after the oh. actual event. Yeah, yeah I, I,
2: no, I've, I've not seen the full event. I've only seen that it was, one match on its own. I
0: thought you were going to say I watched it like three or four years ago. <laughs> no, like no. Really I watched
2: the event. I was just trying to think when I watched it. I was definitely sort of still, still at school but I just can't remember where about when abouts. But it was definitely after the event, and it was only at one match. So I'm excited to see the rest of the card as well.
0: Right, and then the week after that, we're going even even more modern. We're going to 2008's
3: One Night Stand. Lou, was um, this the last
0: ever One Night Stand?
3: Yeah, ridiculous name for a pay-per-view. It should have been <laughs> called Extreme Rules from the start, like what they do in WWE One Night Stand. But I do seem to remember really enjoying this one at the time.
0: So that's just, I've never seen it so I can't even comment on what was on it this was dude, I, I've never seen it the, just, main,
3: the main event is Edge versus The Undertaker in a TLC match which was a good
0: feud so it's a good feud and it's a good match so yeah this would have been is this after the Wrestlemania match then or is it the next
3: Wrestlemania no this is the year the, yeah, the Wrestlemania match had happened in March right and then you had another match after that right okay. yeah and it went all, all the way to Survivor Series I think yeah right or SummerSlam is that the Hell in the Cell when's the Hell in the Cell so that was at SummerSlam. But then they continued afterwards for a bit, didn't they, as well? Man. That's, it's a top feud.
0: Yeah. You said, they had that one, and it was it Jericho and Michaels on, on Raw at the same time, wasn't it?
3: Or was that leading up to what a was It, it was definitely similar times. I'm sure yes, I feel it like it was, and then they moved. They both moved on in Undertaker and uh, Shawn Michaels feud with each other, didn't they? I Is think we... Edge, got, Edge got injured. Did Edge got injured? I don't know. It was in
0: Jericho's wearing a suit on it. Classic no, sports. I actually think Edge, Edge, Edge moves into another feud we've seen Peters, one night stand 2008. Excited? Seen it before?
2: Never seen it, so I'm interested to see what happens.
0: It's, it's a period of wrestling i stopped watching. So I got back into wrestling in 2006, stopped watching again in 2007. <laughs> 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 and then, then get back into it again so like. I was not <laughs> impressed with <laughs> <by> myself. <laughs> I don't know why I stopped watching it. I specifically remember getting it back in around the second One Night Stand in 2006, you know, the, with the ECW originals. When it the, was... best,
3: the best One Night Stand, yes. There's some good matches on it. There was, they had big stars, it had Edge on it, and Cena, <laughs> big stars, <laughs> big stars, which is what it needs for a pay-per-view.
0: I'm sure I will cover at some point in the future. We have hit the 10 review milestone. Thank you so much, for everybody who's hit it. But we all know what that means because I bring it up every week. Terry Peters is going to start growing a rat tail. Hopefully, it doesn't take too long because you know it's, it's lose your you're fighting losing battle, like Terry Peters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> growing there. But we will have a rat tail at some point in the future, which is exciting. Isn't the first ever wrestling around rat tail. He doesn't. He
3: doesn't look excited right now.
0: <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's got real quiet. Hasn't he? <laughs> That's what look of disgust he's giving us now, <laughs> but also because we said ten reviews, and when we said earlier, when we promise something I'm messing around, we stick to that promise. blue, next week, or a week in the future, depending because it's a weird time and nothing gets delivered, you will be wearing a green Power Rangers outfit to recording. That is correct. and we will post pictures everywhere on social media. Mm-hmm. Because it needs to be seen. <laughs> he'll yeah. even make he'll make it on his personal Twitter with well, his profile picture for at least two weeks, and that is a promise.
3: <laughs> wow. you can't promise to other people. <laughs> well,
0: That's you you knew that Resting Around do not break promises. That's uh,
3: true.
0: <laughs> so so get looking forward to that. That's why well, on, people...
3: on fifteen reviews you are reviewing all Marvel films back, yeah, to back. We've already promised twenty. 20. Funny is, I believe 15 reviews. I have to get on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. we ever hit 50 reviews, you might, I, actually, you
0: might actually tweet. <laughs> if we hit 50 reviews, I will be joined for a special wrestling around episode by Hulk Hogan and Luna Bajan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, look forward to that, guys. So, if you want to see Luke Hulk Hogan and Luna Bajan, leave us five stars. Get on there. Now you're listening to the podcast right now. So I'm telling you all, open, get on your Apple. Hit the first star. Jobs are good, and you don't have to do it again then, but Hulk Hogan will appear. So that's good stuff. So follow us on social media. We're at restaround, W-R-E-S around, on Twitter and Instagram. There's loads of fun clips and pictures on there. Wrestling around on Facebook. Massive in South Africa. <laughs> It's weird how South Africans use Facebook and the tech use Twitter. It's so strange. Weird, yeah. isn't
4: it?
0: International. We international. are international. Yeah. As we've proved. We're li- all over the world we'll listen to. Ashburn, Virginia. No, they're the good ones, aren't they? Ashburn, Georgia. Get out of here. <laughs> bad street, Ashburn, Georgia. Yeah, definitely the bad street. Ashburn, yeah, yeah. If you've got a question... If you want to ask us how we know, how oh, I'm so confident he'll go will turn up, then email us at wrestlingaround@outlook.com. That's wrestlingaround@outlook.com. Ask us a question. If you've got a pay-per-view that you think you want reviewing and it's coming up in, say, like the next few weeks or months or whatever, then let us know and we'll do it. But, Lou, where can we find you and your
3: Power Rangers outfit? on social media uh, the Power Rangers outfit nowhere but you can find me myself at Lou Markham on Instagram and Twitter
0: and if you're a fan of Dave Meltzer you'll already know who he is true <laughs> he
3: tweeting last night lovely bunch Dave Meltzer fans <laughs> lovely bunch of people Terry Peters where can we find you
2: here we go I'm at RobL92 on Twitter and RL92 on Instagram
3: so strange Every
2: what? week, every week you see the producers,
0: but where can we find the specific Terry Peters? Uh, at Tez Peters Tez on Instagram, Peter. uh, Twitter. Yeah, it's his own Twitter. Get an Instagram as well, at like Tez Peters. There'll be there'll be a selfie on there every day, showing you yeah, all the works. showing you all the rat tails growing. <laughs> oh. You can find me on Twitter as at D Ross M. Before you ask, Lou, you can find me on Instagram at Ross <laughs> Around. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we well, got, got far more reviews. Four more reviews. Do it. You want to see me on Instagram? Yeah, oh. I might use it as much as his Twitter account. Just last, <laughs> last tweet at PS One in 2014.
0: <laughs> Good stuff, worries. I believe the last time my Twitter account was used was when you tweeted Sonia Deville. Oh yes. <laughs> nice. Good stuff. WrestleMania weed. No, last
3: year. Is it WrestleMania last year? Yeah, it wasn't it. The last one we were allowed to see. Yeah bloody
0: hell next week judgement day or five the week after that one next stand away I think even in the future we've got a Mick Foley showcase coming up so if you enjoyed the William Regal one last week then join us again for a Mick Foley one who's got an even bigger career wow we've got more batches shit it's,
3: France and William Regal it, no,
0: oh, well, he's been doing it
3: longer I'm not
0: having that shit well has been nah. doing it longer that's the thing putting the, put the boots in William Regal the boots in William Regal the man's accomplished yeah. but you know, sounding like Meltzer's fans now. You know, you've got an opinion, that it's not facts.
3: You, think, like, <laughs> you, know, you really just need to log off for the day <laughs> and, and read up on your rest of the knowledge. <laughs> you stop going on about mid carders. Uh, how was not meant to know that Hideo time it was that big in Japan in the
4: <laughs>
3: not, You've done enough damage, stop it. <laughs> right.
0: Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Terry, for joining me today. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we will see you next week for Judgment Day of Part. This has been wrestling around. Hi, I'm Daniel,
1: founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.